yeah, take off your condom. Like, I want you to put babies inside of me. Like, oh. I don't care if you're going <laughs> back to Holland. Like, I'll take care of them. Well, what the fuck? Welcome in our very first podcast, most likely named Fuckboys in Recovery. It's still up for change, but I think it's a pretty solid name. Pretty I like accurate. it. Man. I love it. And you're my first guest ever, Dirty Sven. Very honored. Yes. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. For a beautiful boy. <laughs> so, I, I don't want to talk too much. I, I mean, I don't want to explain too much what we're going to do on this podcast, but in general, it's going to be date adventures, talk about girls and flirting and pretty much degenerate behavior in general. And sometimes we'll kind of discuss like, okay, masculinity in these times. I don't want to focus too much on dating advice because for the people who do know me, my name is Louis Farfield. We have a huge online dating advice company, a couple millions of um, views on our on our articles every year. But we don't want to be giving too much advice on this podcast and we're going to be focused mostly on fun and fun stories, right? Yeah. And that's why you're here. You're the top 20 most fun people I know. Only top 20? I think it's pretty solid. It's a solid rank. It's it's not bad. Top 20 could also be top 5, right? It's part of the top 20. Well, yeah, but if it was top 5, you would have said top 5, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right, no, I'll take top 20. That's cool. That's cool. Let's, let me introduce you, actually, Sven. People, some people that kind of follow our brand, they, they'll know who you are, but most people won't. If I have to introduce you to anyone, I'm like, it's Sven. The things I always say is he played full scholarship baseball in the States back in the day. Your family runs a porn empire. Uh, yep. Your brother kind of works in there. You are a coach for a dating advice company. You're doing sales for us. And you're an just someone who has a lot of fun. Right. I think that's a very accurate description. Yeah, man. So not the most standard life. <laughs> if you look at standard lives, but um, yeah, that's that's about right. So, Sven, fuck, is this gonna be a podcast with burps and farts and flaming? I think it's, yes. It's your podcast, bro. Whatever. Like, well, it would not be very authentic if yes, we didn't do it. I here. was exactly gonna say authentic authenticity, bro. Yeah. Oh yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a quick question for you. You have to describe yourself in three words right now on the spot. Mm -hmm. Which three words do you pick? Adventurous. Um, that was quick. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> and normal. <laughs> what the fuck? Damn. Hey, if if any girl ever would have to describe herself to me and she picks crazy as one of the three words, I think I'm out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you date yourself if you were a girl? Um, probably not. <laughs> why wow why not well oh fuck i i already we're we're like a couple minutes into this podcast and i've already backed myself into a corner yeah but we don't have any viewers at this point anyway okay okay but this so is the episode hey one thing fuck, dude this is very controversial <laughs> shit but uh, fuck i would not date a girl with my body cap oh, no that's a good point but you'd be the girl in this um imaginary situation Right, yeah. so you're the girl. The perso like personality-wise, yeah, fuck yeah, I would date myself. Okay. Yeah. So if you would transform into the body of a random girl and you see yourself here, it's Sven, the way you are now, would you date yourself? 
Yeah, of course. Okay. Why? Although there has to be polarization, right? But no, I think I'm just a fun person. And obviously people like themselves, right? <laughs> so Well, no, not everybody. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We um, love ourselves. Yeah. Maybe no, too much. I think I, I put a lot of effort into, you know, educating myself, watching a lot of shit, um, listening to different types of opinions and seeking my own truth. And then I like to do a lot of fun stuff and I'm nice and caring. So like, I like to care for people. So I think I have some pretty good qualities, I think for someone to want to be with. And I, that's, those are some of the qualities that I would want to be with a woman that has those qualities. Um, and I like to crack a lot of jokes and if people get, are too sensitive and they, they can't take jokes and shit, like then it's going to be over pretty quickly for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a pretty good description of yourself. I think you have a good balance between being kind and caring for people and having the very degenerate side as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, we'll tell listener about your more degenerate side soon. I think we should discover that a bit as well. There's some very interesting stuff going on in your life. I think it's some people that have followed me before, they'll know who you are and they kind of know what you're about or what kind of family you grew up in. But for those who don't know, you come from a very, very original family background, right? Especially in a country like the Netherlands. Yeah, it's interesting story. So I could tell you like how that kind of came about. Started all with my grandpa. Yeah, he's a fucking legend, and he's tattooed on your leg, and he's yeah. flipping the finger. This is really cool. It's obviously I didn't do much for this, but it's something that because your family did it, you always kind of carry with you. Um, but my grandpa. Back in the day, it was like, I think his company started like in the 19, early 1960s, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then before that, so he worked for the newspaper, right? And he brought um, newspapers to all the kiosks in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And then he was like a young guy and he found like, so he was kind of a pervert like me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but um, can I say fuck on the podcast? Yeah, you of can course. say anything right. here. Cool. So grandpa was a pervert and um, he would write like sex stories and make drawings and shit. I don't know if he made drawings himself, but he would sell that to the people that he sold the newspapers to and they would like secretly sell it. And he had like this little side hustle. Hmm. And then it grew bigger and bigger and he went to Scandinavia because they had like actual like sort of porn there but it wasn't like anything like porn nowadays it was like old school with like a lot of bush and just like pictures it was a lot like, of bush what do you mean like pubic hair yeah okay and um and it wasn't like girls right now where everything's like shaved and spreading and all these different it was like magazines like super old school of course it was the beginning of porn and he would import that from scandinavia where it was like more progressive i guess uh, he would have like a car with like empty doors where he would smuggle that shit in. And then he would um, go to the kiosk and he would sell it to them. Wait, wait, wait. Empty doors. Yeah. You mean it was like fake hollowed out doors? Yeah, hollowed out doors. He yeah, yeah. smuggled porn across the border? He smuggled porn across the border from Scandinavia <laughs> to the Netherlands. To Amsterdam. Though. To Amsterdam, yeah. And um, it's a great story. Um, they actually asked him like production companies and stuff if they could make a movie about his life or like a series or something but he didn't want to do it so this is the first time it's probably like the story is really getting out there in the media <laughs> um 
because well, don't tell anything. Yeah, you don't tell. show this to to grandpa, grandma. No, I mean it's fine. Um, he just didn't want to ha- have like big fuzz about it because grandma probably wouldn't like it because he did a lot of shit. Um, but it's fine that this is on the internet. Yeah, they're like super old now, and um, yeah, just if you're watching this, don't show it to my grandparents. That would not be cool. But it's <laughs> fine. Um, so back to the story. Um, so he smuggled in porn to the Netherlands, basically. Had his whole paper round, but sold the the porn stuff. And it got more popular and more popular. He was making a lot of money with it. And then at some point, the the paper guy found out, of course, that he was doing this. And he was like, hey, I'm going to have to fire you unless you... But I don't want to unless you stop doing this. And then he made a decision, like, you know, I'm making more money doing this, even though it's illegal. And, yeah, he turned into... Uh, professional criminal i guess because he quit the the paper and he just went and did the the porn stuff so at this point he's writing his own stories he, he that's what he started with writing his own stories that's kind of cool that's yeah, so yeah. creative i mean this is what he told me and it's pretty old and i'm not sure 100 percent, but this is about how it went yeah. like if if i'm this is the, the version off. of the story that survived time exactly yeah and um so then he he started doing that stuff and he got better and better of course like you know porn evolved and um eventually he had like a a little warehouse and he had like a a big van full of porn that he he did his rounds with (laughs) and um he he eventually got caught by the by the cops and uh he, he actually had a book with him what and there he had all the the license plates of undercover cop cars and all of that. Fucking hell, he was a G. Yeah, the crazy thing was actually that he um, he got caught a couple times or whatever. And the the commissioner is that how you call it? The commissaris commissioner in Dutch. Um, Some more high yeah, level so, cop. Yeah, high level cop caught him, and he was like, you know, his name's Jan. He's like, Jan, uh, I'm kind of kind of tired of you know getting you for this shit, and like I. I don't know. I'm not really against what you're doing and stuff like that. It's like, uh, aren't you tired of it? And my grandpa knew like, oh, this guy wants something, right? So he's like, yeah, man. Like, uh, can we do something about it? He's like, well, you know, I'm like a hobby photographer. And at this point, I guess my grandpa was doing like his own shoots and stuff. Photo shoots. So the, he invited the cop to a photo shoot with naked chicks. And then the cop brought his own camera and he was like a hobby photographer yeah also pervert <laughs> taking photos and of course my grandpa first thing he did was taking a photo of the cop who was taking photos of naked chicks so he had leverage right <laughs> so he said look what we got here is like i don't want to do anything with this but hey we uh, we got to make this pleasurable so he gave the cop money so he the cop was on the payroll um but he also could blackmail him so he's pretty safe by that point yeah and then eventually um he was still raided they found all this stuff they found his warehouse um like his his uh girlfriend my grandma was his girlfriend his her his her older sister and her boyfriend whatever lived somewhere and he had like a a stash there so a porn stash yeah and they didn't even know that so it was all like pretty embarrassing stuff for him. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, he had to go to court and he went to like the the highest court possible. 
So it was all over the news and stuff. And oh, there was shit. like this public defendant who was like a, some sort of a baron or something, like a big title. And eventually my grandpa knew that he, once he said something in the papers about how, you know, he didn't want his kids to be in such a um, stuck up society and stuff. And it should be all more free and like sexuality and stuff like that. This guy was apparently pretty famous. And then who's pretty famous? The 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 guy that who who was doing like the he was like the opposition in the in the yeah, the one who sued him. Yeah. Okay. I don't know exactly how it went back in the day, whatever. But my my grandpa found like an article of him in the paper because he had a buddy that worked for the paper, and he read that out loud in the courtroom, and he said all this stuff like, "Yeah, you know, I don't want my kids. Uh, I want things to be more free and this and that." And he saw the guy turn red, like his face was turning red. He was like. And this was said by Baron Force to Force or something. That was like his name. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like laughing and shit. And then it was kind of pretty clear that he was going to win this. So he won the the loss the lawsuit, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then they changed the law. So that from that point on, they legalized porn in the Netherlands. It's called the chick arrest for anyone that wants to look it up. Mm. Um, so your is it. Am I exaggerating when I say your grandpa is responsible for legalizing porn here? Uh, no, you're not exaggerating. That's 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 uh, how I understood the stories, and that's Fucking yeah what no. happened. So, so there's millions of people jerking off because of your grandpa. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I grew up, I didn't know all of this, of course. But then I had like parents of my of guys from my baseball team who were like, "Oh yeah, you're like young Vanderholt's grandson, right?" I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know your grandpa, like, and because they were all reading his magazines and stuff, of course. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so fast forward, he then built sort of a, a small business or a quite big business. Oh, very big business, yes. Very big business. Yes, In business porn. was booming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that definitely. later got um, transferred to your mom. Yeah. So it. At first, it was magazines, right? And the magazines got, you know, more and more graphic, more and more filthy. And then it was online, right? He, There was a guy who was doing, like, a part of his business, and he actually did, like, a, he wanted to do it his way, and my grandpa wanted to do it more his way, and this guy tried to scam him. And then um, my grandpa did, like, um, they made two different websites. Mm-hmm with a slightly different name. And one website went way better than the other one. And it was with my grandpa's ideas, but the guy put everything in like his name. So officially the yeah. company belonged to him. He was like pretty savvy and shit. My grandpa was just a hustler, but he didn't know all the, the fine things. So then this company was probably worth like 10 or more millions, which is a lot back in the day for sure. Still to this day it is. And, but then the guy was like, yeah, well I own it. He's like, no, it's my whole thing. Like, all right. Well, you can buy it from me. So the guy, um, so my grandpa invited him over to his office. But the guy, he was very scared of, of my grandpa's, one of my grandpa's uh, associates. Because um, my grandpa had uh, a couple friends, like uh, some famous like criminals from back in the day. Yeah, he was, yes. my grandpa's the best guy ever. Like he would never hurt anyone or, you know, he told me many stories how life was very exciting back in the day, a lot of stress. But, you know, he was with some, some of the famous Dutch criminals um, that he kind of hung out with because they thought he was really cool because he was in this business, right? Yeah. And then whenever he needed something, like, he could just let him know. And 
I guess yeah, some yeah, yeah. stuff would. It's funny. That's so. um. I want to hear the rest of your story. It's super interesting, but it's like it's always the guys who know the girls and supply guys who can somehow satisfy your sexual needs. They're always popular, right? That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So then he built a huge business. Yeah. So maybe the last thing I wanted to say about that. So the guy came over because this, this is one of the coolest stories that he had is because I knew the guy. I met him personally. I didn't really like him. The the guy that the guy who's camped tried to grandpa. Yeah, was trying let's to call scam him, him Paul. Paul. So I knew Paul. He's this fat guy. I didn't like him as, that much. Um, and he tried to scam my dad. I think later on. I don't know the full stories. I don't want to judge too much. But my grandpa told me this one drunk night when we were in Switzerland together, like two a.m. Just us two together drinking. And um, yeah, he told me like then he invited Paul. But then around the corner was his associate who owned like almost all the windows in the red light district. Mm. He's uh, He died in a helicopter accident, but he's pretty famous. Um, <laughs> Man, these they, called him, they called him Fat Charles. That's a good name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard from some other guys that I know that used to work in Holland Casino back in the day. They told me, they didn't know who my grandpa was. I was just playing golf with them and they were like, yeah, you remember that one time Fat Charles came in with a, uh, a trash bag full of cash? I was like, oh, I know that guy. He's my grandpa's associate. Yeah. Like, so he used to carry trash bags full of cash uh, into the casino. So you can guess how much money these guys were making, right? Um, so he'd close the door with the associate, and then Fat Charles was there. So he was like, all right, man, we were thinking... Uh, the, one sorry, the associate? Because yeah. this story makes a lot of sense to you, yeah. but it's more difficult Yeah, yeah, for so my grandpa go. was in his office. Paul comes in, closes the door, and behind the door was Fat was, Charles. Was Fat Charles. With and, and he was a like trash bag full of cash, maybe with a gun or some shit. But no, I don't know. But yeah, probably with a <laughs> with a trash bag full of cash <laughs> in his car. But Paul was scared of Fat Charles, so he was like, "Oh, you don't mind, you know, Fat Charles being here, right?" He was like, "No, no, uh, that's fine." <laughs> and he was like, "All right, so let's get this settled." We were thinking like uh, one million, right? That's a very good price, right, Charles? Charles was like, "Oh, that's a very generous price." <laughs> And then he was like, oh, yeah, okay. So he signed the documents, sold yeah. the company for $1 million, And it was, like, hardest to get it, like, all, like, the... They had to, like, tell, like, the IRS and shit. Like, they had to explain how they bought, like, a $13 million company for, like, a million or something. That was, like, the biggest chore they had to go through. But they did it, I guess. Yeah. Um, that was one of the cool stories. It's like stories. a like a fucking Hollywood movie script, man. Oh, yeah. There's so many cool stories from my grandpa. But, yeah, Why long story short... about the dude? Hmm? Why don't you make a movie about the dude? Well, maybe not you, but the professional movie maker should make a movie about... About, about my grandpa. Yeah? Yeah, that's what they wanted to do, but my grandpa doesn't want it, or my grandma doesn't want it, I think. Mm. But yeah, he's super old now. Like, he's... I don't know, man. Like, he's really fucking old. So, yeah. I don't know. It. I think it's best if he would tell the stories, but... um. Yeah. I remember we, you and I lived in Bali together and we went to tattoo parlor and you and your brother got your grandpa tattooed and we made the design flip the finger, right? Yeah. And then you video called him. You're like, hey, grandpa, look, who's this? And what did he say again? I think he's like, it looks like a chick or something. Yeah, I, th I thought he was like, is this grandma or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hair looks a bit funny. A, a lot of people think it's like a grandma. Yeah. Because originally there was a girl that I was seeing in Bali who had a tattoo with like a grandma with two middle fingers. I was like, yo, that's a sick tattoo. 
I'm actually going to get that tattoo, but then with my grandpa, because I was like, the thought behind it is like, every time I'm in like a situation where I don't know, really know what to do, I'll be like, what would grandpa do? And grandpa would probably be like, fuck it, bro. Just do whatever you want to do. And I think that's a good mentality. He's like uh, inspiration. Yeah. Well, what a what a G. He's he's the big G. It's funny because whenever I run on the streets and I see old people, this is something I'm thinking of a lot lately. I used to always just see these old people as old people and kind of boring, you know. And I guess a lot of them might not have the very craziest stories of back in the day, but some of them were 100 million times cooler than you and I. Yeah. And, you, and you never know. There's just this old guy walking one mile per hour on the street. And you're like, you don't think about it. But some of them were dudes like your grandpa. Bro, remember we were in Bali and I always used to, like I used to play golf once or twice a week. Yeah, with all these old guys. With all these old guys. And the first time I went there, I was like, oh, all these fucking old guys. And like, the more and more I went, the more and more I got to know them one by one. And of course, they're all a bunch of old, mostly American dudes retired and playing golf in Bali every day. So they're usually, they usually have a story. But then I found out like, you know, some of these guys were with uh, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. One guy, he was like, oh, Met 20s. I was, he was like, oh, I don't even remember my Met 20s because I was doing so much drugs. I yeah. was like, oh, what kind of drugs? He's like, yeah, just heroin. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking funny. So that's also one thing that I found cool about you. We, so you and I, we lived together for six months in Bali. With your brother and uh and then we had one rotating room where just guys came and went but whenever we threw pool parties there was always a bunch of old people showing up and they were always invited by you and you you knew them all from the golf courts and they they all seemed pretty fucking cool and some of them were yeah they were perverts and like <laughs> yeah like rich perverts bro <laughs> yeah but like what do we mean with this word though because i think almost all my friends i would consider perverts and you and I as well, but it's like what I mean with a pervert is like unfiltered jokes, sexual jokes, and not being ashamed about. Yeah, I'm gonna make a bold statement, and I'm gonna say that every dude is a pervert or not being himself, or has like low testosterone or some shit. <laughs> For real, like every guy I know is. When he's just with the boys, you know, locker room talk is kind of a pervert. Yeah. Considered like by societal standards. But then if you're, and then you sometimes have like these soy boys that, you know, aren't or like these white knights that are like yeah. super politically correct. Yeah. And they usually have some weird shit going on or they like have, they can't get boners or some shit. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. And then there's the guys that just absolutely can't get late and they want to, but they can't. And then they'll take cover, like their protection is like, no, that's just not what I'm into. And you can look him in the eye. We're thinking about the same guy right now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like, you're exactly. lying. You just don't know how to, bro. But there's yeah. nothing you'd rather do. Yeah, the, and the, the same guy. Oh, man, we're, I can't believe we're gossiping like this. on this. No, point. it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's not a gossip podcast. No. But we don't know yet what kind of podcast yeah, yeah. it is. No, but the same dude messaged me a couple of months later. And he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I can I can get girls. But it was just like pressure from living with you and Louis. And like when you guys were gone, I was pulling and shit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was important to him. Yeah, well, it's fine. To each their own. Yeah, he's a cool dude, though. So if you see this, shout out to you, bro. You're cool. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think so. Topic change. I went on a date yesterday. My, my favorite type of date. Just chill, going for a walk. I came home and my necklace was suddenly gone. I noticed. I lost my fucking infamous necklace. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, for the people not listening on Spotify or whatever, but actually watching it on YouTube, here's a photo. Editor, can you please put a photo of my necklace? This little necklace was the most complimented piece of clothing or accessory or anything that has to do with looks that I've ever had more than any t-shirt, sweater, shoes, perfume, whatever. I think it's like it got twice as much attention as the next in line as rank number two. That's a lot. And it's gone. And I can never get it back. You don't know where you lost it? Well, somewhere along a one-hour walk. Where did you get it? Yeah. That's a good question. I was thinking like, fuck, I have to rebuy it. But um, <laughs> I got it in Ukraine. Um, yeah, fuck it. I had a sleepover with the daughter of a priest. And we had a very, very, very intense date. And um, the next morning I wake up and her necklace is in my room. And it's this thin golden necklace. Thin, not real gold, but like a thin very thin with just one white pearl yeah i like it it has like um, a mechanism where you put like something in it and then it kind of locks right yeah 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 on the front yeah it's a little uh bar Mm -hmm. and you put the bar sideways through the through a loop and that's how it locks Mm -hmm. but yeah so it's very very feminine for the guys who didn't see the photo very feminine necklace and that morning i put on that necklace because she forgot it but i knew she left the country that day um and I put it on and I made a selfie with it to send to her like, hey, look what you forgot. And even when I made the selfie and I saw myself in the photo, I was like, "That's I've never looked this much like a fuckboy ever with that necklace. I was very uncomfortable wearing it. It was like not my style. It was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to her. I thought it would be because she, she's from... Even though her father is a priest, they they at least looked very wealthy. I was like, "Fuck, is this a real pearl, real gold?" She's gonna be sad that she forgot it. And she's like, ah. "Did you ever check if it's like?" Yeah, expensive? she said it was worth jack shit. Okay, but so I sent her the photo. She's like, "Yeah, you can keep it." And that night, I went to a club in Ukraine. Within a minute of entering the club, a girl just approached me, walked up to me, and she's like, "I fucking love your necklace. Where did you get it?" I said, well, a girl forgot at my house last night. She's like, you can't say that. Like, you can't tell me that. I was like, okay, that's weird. It's the first time I'm wearing this. I'm uncomfortable wearing it. But I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to wear it. And I got a compliment. And then just that same night, another compliment and another one. And then anytime I would wear it on a date, people would compliment me on that shit. It was so fucking epic. And just the fact that, yeah, this the daughter of a priest lost it in, in my house. It was blessed, bruh. Yeah, it was blessed, but now it's gone. Yeah. Maybe my whole life will fall apart now. We'll never know. Can't you get something similar? Yeah, probably. It's the end of a chapter. You're not doing too bad lately, though. No, true. And actually, a photographer that we work with quite often, he reached out to me, uh, I think, last week. um, And a friend of his has his own jewelry brand. 
mm-hmm. and the photographer was like, hey, do you want to partake in this uh, photo shoot to help us out? You, you get to pick one piece of jewelry for free. Sure, I'll take the one jewelry. I, I, I just like being part of the experience, so I would do it anyway, even to help him out. But he said, yeah, this you're always rocking this pearl, this pearl necklace, and this new line of his jewelry is kind of with pearls. So I guess I'll have a replacement coming up. Yeah, man. But you should get me one as well. I used to have a pearl, like just a pearl necklace with just pearls. Yeah. And Oh, I, I remember. Admit, yeah, that was doing great as well. Like I got a lot of compliments. You lost it? Um, I think I had two different ones. Yeah. But I lost it, yeah. Yeah, maybe it got stolen or something. I'll get you a new one. Yes. Well, you have to be. You have to hurry up because I'm going to Thailand in uh, what is it like four days? Okay. Five? Then I, I I won't get it in time, but later. So, I lost the necklace. Emotional value. It's gone because that night and that date was so spontaneous and so cool. And I, I want to know. I know a lot about you, but you never know you. What's the first date for you that comes to mind when you hear like this? one of a kind super intense date that you're willing to share on this podcast for all our millions of viewers one of a kind super intense date fuck man i've had a i've had a bunch but i think the one that first came to mind was cuz okay so during covid um it was like super depressing here i just was like fuck it talk to dan and yeah, wait, said, for, for those who don't know, Dan is the co-founder of my company and a good friend of ours, right? Yeah, so we coached this guy in Barcelona and he lived in Bali and he was like, yeah, come over to Bali, this and that. I said, Dan, I want to go to Bali. He's like, all right, go for a couple months. I was like, oh, a couple months, sure. So I went to Bali for a couple months and I had to do uh, quarantine first. And then during quarantine, I was already on, like, on Tinder in Jakarta for five days matching in in bali so um you helped me out actually with a couple of those i sent you some screenshots and you got me a couple dates there um so the first date i go on there i'll quickly stop you for if there's people that i don't know how they'd come here on the first podcast but they don't know what we do so i said it a bit earlier we do dating advice right Mm -hmm. and then um you're involved in two companies dating advice for real life and and mine which is focused on online dating right Mm-hmm. So then it makes more sense that you were coaching someone in Barcelona and I helped you out with, the, with your screenshots then. Yeah, so it, he was in a boot camp in Barcelona where we did coaching. Um, yeah, you helped me out with the screenshots. Got a date like the first day I was there. In Jakarta, in quarantine. In, no, no. In Barcelona. In Jakarta, I, I did have one date. I got out of quarantine at 9 a.m. in the morning or something. Then we had a flight at like 3 and... In the meantime, I had a date. So this girl came one hour by car. She was so broke and she had been inside during COVID the whole time. She, I had to pay for a cab ride. It was like an hour cab ride. I was like, shit, it's going to be expensive. And it was like three bucks or something. And Whoa, like, what the hell? Yeah, it was like super cheap. Maybe it was like six bucks. I don't know. And uh, so we, we went on a quick little, we got some lunch. It was nice for me to see Jakarta real quick. Went to the hotel. Um, yeah. Your hotel? Yeah, my hotel, where it was like a quarantine hotel. We were there for quarantine. Yeah. Sort of sneaked her inside because we weren't sure if it was allowed. Well, probably not if you're quarantined. No. So she hung out at the quarantine hotel for, I don't know, an hour or something. (laughs) 
and then we had to Played rush Monopoly or something <laughs> yeah something <laughs> like that and then we had to rush to the Your airport monopolizer <laughs> um yeah okay. <laughs> it was it was good um let's say quarantine had been hard on her so she needed a little bit of a hard in her <laughs> in her yeah <laughs> so um uh, she really liked it um so that was not the story i was going to uh so two days after that the first night in like bali uh so we arrived the first night don't call it like the first day in bali the first evening i had a date we had some dinner like right next to where i stay and during the first like hour we were when we were finishing our food i tried to go for a makeout which is super f- quick for a lot of people but i like to do that sometimes and um she was like oh my god no what are you doing like people don't do that here like out in public and this and that i was like okay she was like yeah i don't even kiss on the first date blah blah so i was like sure and then we were like i was like what are you doing tonight we went back to her hotel and then we were gonna go out actually but we ended up staying at her place the whole night and yeah it was like we had like deep conversations and it was super fun and we yeah we kissed and we did some everything pretty much and um from there on out she stayed with me like two or three days straight that's amazing i love when that happens yeah like a first date that turns into a multiple day date yeah but it got a little bit crazy after that because then she was like you know um yeah take off your condom like i want you to put babies inside of me like i don't care if you're going (laughs) back to holland like i'll take care of them oh what the fuck and i was like oh fuck this is getting kind of crazy and she was like and then she asked because she she didn't live in bali she lived somewhere else and she went back and she was like yeah i'm coming back in like a month and my plan was to stay in bali for two months and she was like are you gonna sleep with any other girls in bali and i was like yeah i was like yeah i'm i'm probably going to i mean i'm here for two months like what we're not gonna <laughs> i date. love your like, face your yeah. facial expression when you said yeah <laughs> yeah, was yeah i was like yeah and and she was like really i was like yeah <laughs> and then she started crying and Aww. going crazy and i was like oh my god that's, that's did you see rough. her again um yeah then we were like okay we you know we better not see each other anymore and then she came back like a month later and or even i think a couple days later and she was like no we can just be friends and this and that and she would hang out with us because she was real cool actually but then she was like uh can i you know sleep at your in your room <laughs> and then obviously we had sex again and she started like going a little bit crazy again um and then it was like, okay, no, we really shouldn't do this anymore because we can't just hang out yeah, and be yeah, friends. Yeah, sounds healthier yeah. not to. Uh, wait, so I'm a little bit confused. Maybe I'm being slow again. How is she related to Barcelona? Uh, she's not. It was just like, I was just giving a little bit of backstory, like how I got to Bali. Oh. Right? Because it was it was in Bali. You, you were you in Barcelona, me. then was there. You're like, Corona sucks. And he's like, yeah, why don't you fuck off? Yeah, no, I, I, I met this guy, Sean. Uh, he, okay. we were coaching him and he lived in bali and he told me like hey come over to bali and yeah we i came first okay. to kind of meet him see him there but eventually like i stayed for like three and a half months instead of two and oh i remember when that was it's not when i was in bali that's way before yeah yeah oh interesting okay so your craziest date of recently or the first one that came to mind is this girl that was 
just because it's it wait. was it was like a, f- a first date and at first she was like no like nothing's gonna happen and stuff okay and then we ended up spending like a couple days together and yeah 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 within a couple days like she wanted to get pregnant and yeah okay <laughs> fucking hell yeah yeah i was yeah i didn't want to make it sound like your story was not impressive i was just like okay so what's so crazy about it but if you put it that way that's I mean, pretty intense i mean it's like it was like uh super short but super intense it was like yeah. weird stuff like we're sh- we were like it was like raining and we were having like sex in the in the in the pool Fuck and yeah. like she did none well, of those yeah, things you're, together. you're leaving out crucial details yeah yeah and like <laughs> like she had never she, like there was a lot of stuff she she was kind of like prudish so there was like a lot of stuff she hadn't done yet oh no you're the you defiled her <laughs> you, like you corrupted her maybe I, i'm maybe not picking the right words right but no I, I know what you mean and you're the worst type of that because i remember a very good story right now and that's like a week ago you defiled someone for the first time in my house <laughs> uh can i sh- I th- we should have a rule on this podcast that every speaker decides for themselves <laughs> what kind of stories they send into the interwebs I guess I guess I just decided for you and you decided for me. <laughs> That's a good rule. No, no, well. I asked you what are you willing to share and you shared the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess if you don't want to. That's pretty good. I once had one of these dates where it was supposed to be let's just grab a glass of wine summer evening and see if you like we we met each other in a club, exchanged numbers. Well, I was fucking shit-faced. You know, back in the day where you got and you're so drunk and then the day after you look at all the numbers that are suddenly in your phone and you go into WhatsApp where you could see the photo. Like, mm-hmm. And usually when you're drunk, it's like, oh, I thought she was a little bit hotter. Have you ever had those situations? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> in your th- case, I think yes. <laughs> but Once or twice. Yeah, so with this girl, I look at, I look at her WhatsApp photo and I'm like what the fuck how the fuck did i pull this shit off you know it yeah, was like, like super hot absolute top tier yeah oh my god Those are the best the best and then didn't expect too much of it we're texting fine she's coming down to my city where i'm staying we're gonna get grab one glass of wine summer evening and it turned into one of these three-day dates mm-hmm. absolutely unplanned and it's just like hey do you want to just stick around yeah sure like nothing too important and then you just do one more day and then one more day so good hard to forget those those dates yeah well the the fucked up thing about this one was so somewhere along the second day um because i just got to bali man i was like excited i had all these matches (laughs) so the second day i was i was on a date actually so she left my house she was like no i'm going to meet like my brother or some shit and um, so I was like, cool. I, w- I went on a date, had some sushi with some American chick with pink hair. And um, How did you meet her? Uh, Tinder. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I was having sushi and my, my brother and my, my friend called me up and they're like, yo, this, what's her name? Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I told Sven this before the podcast. Whenever um, I'm coaching people, we always want to respect everyone's privacy. So we name, there's everyone in our program knows it. All girls have the name Sarah and all guys have the name Paul. 
Yeah. So Sarah was your three day date. Yeah. So Sarah, so my boys call me up and they're like, yo, um, bro, you're on a date, right? I was like, yeah, well, Sarah's at our villa right now here in the middle asking where you are. I was like, bro, she was supposed to not be there. Like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh. yeah, no, she's, she's like asking me and she's like, where is he? Can you call him? And she probably thinks you're on a date. I was like, well, yeah, I am. And, um, I didn't know what to do, man. So I told, I just told the, the girl I was with, I was like, yo, I'm dating this. I went on a date yesterday with this chick and now she's shown up at my house uninvited and I feel like I have to go and, you know, I don't know, save the situation or something. Yeah. And she was totally cool about it. She was like, all right, yeah. I mean, I know some chicks can be a little extra. So I went back and I was like, oh, I was I was going to be like, I was going to tell her the truth. Like, hey, you can't do this to me. Like, this is my second day in Bali, blah, blah, blah. And we ended up going to the club <laughs> together with her. Yeah. Had like an amazing night. Walked home for like two hours. And yeah, I don't know. Got deeper involved than I should have. Damn, that's such a major red flag. And you're going to be like, this is the end. And then it's like, no, more. Yeah, well, I just I was like, she was going to get... I, I thought like when I come back to the villa, she's going to be like, it's going to be like drama. Like, oh, you want to date and this and that. And she was super chill. She was like, oh, yeah, I missed you. I just came over and this and that. I was like... Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. You show up uninvited at my house and and ask my brother and my friends where I am. That's so cute. Yeah, and then when we were in the club, she was already like, yeah, like, why don't you want a relationship with me? <laughs> this Fucking and that. hell. Uh, and then did you see her again after that? Yeah, once or twice. One of the last um, pool parties we had, she was actually there. She showed up and I was like, holy shit, because I invited her more times, but she never showed up. Um, so she used to live and work on a different island. And then she also said like, yeah, I'm going to move to Bali for you and I can do my job from there and this and that. And she did actually end up moving to Bali. For you? I, I don't know. I like to think not, but yeah. But then like months and months later, when we were there together, um, she showed up at one of the parties. It was super weird seeing her there, but I was just super drunk already and there was like 10 yeah. other girls. That's something I never understood. So... We threw a bunch of pool parties and house parties in our villa in Bali. Um, you always invite like a bunch of girls that you know quite well, or like you've let's say you've dated Sarah one, two, three, and four over time, and you're just like fuck it, I'm inviting all of them. Yeah, I never understand. Like I never understood. No one understands that. Everyone thinks it's weird. Just how people think that where you live is weird, but. Just because it's out of the ordinary. We talked about this earlier today. Because it's out of the ordinary, it's considered weird, which I guess it is then. But it's not just the ultimate recipe for drama. <coughs> uh, Yeah. Like the, the, like the Sarah, just from the story now, she's like, hey, why don't you want a relationship with me? She shows up uninvited at your house, and then you invite her to a pool party, and then there's a bunch of other girls that you've dated. Yeah, that is a definitely a, a recipe for drama. The thing was, this was like way later. So I thought it was like the emotional like tension was already out of it. But yeah. I still think the, the quickest way, Sven, to return, like to revive that tension. Let's say she has a crush on you. Then it goes away. You don't see each other for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Then you invite her to a pool party. 
Then she sees a bunch of other women flirting with you right in front of her eyes. Man, that's probably the quickest way ever to bring back any feelings that were once there. And Is it? I never thought about that. <laughs> What's this evil? <laughs> no, no. Dude, I'm being a dick. But here's the thing. Being like a playboy, I it's a bad word. Like just being like having fun is not for everyone right it's there's only a small percentage of guys that that do that because most girls aren't really looking for that that's why a lot of times looking for what just to have fun okay there's some but what is fun you mean like one night stands yeah just like yeah casual relationships like you for me it's different like everyone always has it so black and white right you're either like oh you're like having you're like friends with benefits where you can't do anything fun or romantic and it's super platonic and you just fuck or it's like boom relationship and i don't want either of those like i don't want to have like no this super i noticed that about you yeah so i i kind of want to do like i want to like go on a cool trip somewhere and have all these things but i don't like i love my freedom like i love to just pack my bags tomorrow and go wherever the fuck i want and you know if i want to you know, if I do 18 holes of golf, I want to be able to do another nine if I feel like it. And I don't know anything about golf. What does right. that mean, 18 holes of golf? It's, it's a just, long game? Or? You, no, you just play an entire course. But then, you know, when I had a girlfriend, shout out to you, ex-girlfriend, she would always be like, oh, are you almost done yet? And this and that. And, oh, man, I could, like, this is the thing that all my golf buddies, they're always like, oh, man, we just played nine holes. We just played eight, 18 holes. Like, you want to play some more? And it's always like, no, man, I got to go home because, uh, you know, the wife, the girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this and that. And I'm like, that's cool, but it's not yet for me. So, yeah, I feel like there should be like a way in between. And I always say this on dates, you know, even on the first date, I'm always like, you know what? I'm not like looking for anything like really committed, but I'm also not looking to just like have sex. I kind of want to do like something in the middle, which is very hard for many people. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, it seems like you're always doing it though, because then when we live together, I see the same girl over and over, and it's not like she's your girlfriend. Uh, but it's again, it's not this shallow type of relationship. You do one time, maybe you're cooking, or then we're going to uh, an amusement water park, and then. Well, when we went to the water park, you had a girl with you that was kind of in that way too, right? Yeah, I guess so. We saw each other for about the whole time that I was in Bali, but also sometimes we wouldn't see each other for like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was there was zero pressure, and I think that's the thing you're talking about as well. That is what we both appreciate. It's like zero yeah. expectations. You don't really owe anything to the other person, right? Yeah, and, and that is the thing that a lot of guys, for a lot of guys is hard, right? Unless you're like famous, extremely good-looking, even if you have money, like that doesn't matter. Like a girl really needs to appreciate the time with you. And because most of the time, and I know this and probably they know that they have some feelings for you. Right. And I have some feelings for them. It's totally cool. But I can separate those feelings from wanting to own someone. Right. Wanting to, oh, we have to put a title of boyfriend and girlfriend on it. Yeah. yeah. But many people cannot do that i guess mm. so you're saying you had some feelings for the girls in 
in this case in Bali that you saw for a longer period of time? It was not boyfriend, girlfriend, but there's some feelings involved? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I really care for them and like, you know, they can call me anytime and I'll help them. And, you know, I mean, I do that for most people, but yeah, I, I definitely feel so like a little bit more than just friends. Like I could never, if I'm really just friends with a girl, does that even exi like, yeah, I'm just friends. Then I probably don't want to fuck them either. Right. Whole topic for another time. Yeah. But yeah for sure. I don't, I don't, that, that's for another time, but I'll just say, I don't really believe in the, just being just friends between guy and girl only if you're like really not attracted to them can i take my sweater off is that yeah for sure because it's super hot in here yeah all right take it off <laughs> yeah you, your face all red yeah is that because we're talking about feelings Sven? Oh, and that's something you're uncomfortable with <laughs> <laughs> no man it's just hot in here but yeah that's better um Yeah, feelings are definitely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this podcast called Fuck Boys in Recovery. Mm -hmm. You're doing great. Hey, honestly, man, I do think that, you know, I'm 29 now. We've, you know, I feel like you're you're a little bit older. I don't know if I can say your age. On yeah, here. for sure. I'm 34. <laughs> you're 34. Like, you've been doing this longer than me where you're like, you know, just traveling and meeting girls and having fun adventures and you know building connections but not really like relationship stuff but then i do feel like things inside me change like i don't have that hunger anymore to 100%. hunt um and and i do see like the the you know the, the 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 image that people have in their minds like the whole you know settling down with one girl and you know a house and the kids and all that stuff but then you romanticize that in your head and a lot of times i think like oh yeah i had a girlfriend for three years and you know then you don't you forget about all the mm. the shit that comes with that as well and yeah. then usually i'm like fuck man my life's still too good but it's so funny because i'm super free i like mm -hmm. kind of weird to say about myself but i think i'm one of the most free people i know out of everyone i know i think you're definitely the most free guy I know. top three for sure Yeah, it's better than your top 20 in my... What was it again? You were in my top 20 of something. Fun guys. Fun, Yeah, people who would just have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I'm, I'm super free, but I'm always low-key on the lookout. Like, who's the one that I'm, you know, going to truly care? I'm going to truly care about her. Exactly. And we're going to build something amazing together, you know? Always kind of on the lookout, but it's tough. But the funny part is... Then I, now I have this ultimate freedom and you're kind of looking for that other thing. But then when I had the exclusive relationship and and I think it was a great relationship, I remember sometimes when I was in it, I was like, fuck, if this ever stops, I'll never do it again just because you miss the complete freedom. It's just a classic story of you want what you can't have probably. But... It's interesting, yeah. I also relate with you saying we're not these guys anymore from back in the day where it's like, let's go to the club and just hit on girls and tomorrow we'll do it again. Like, yeah. like fuck yeah, we still love girls. It's, I'm, not, I'm not sure how quickly that can change, but we're not 
it's not like the focus not there anymore you know yeah and i do feel like sometimes you still carry that sort of reputation around right where other guys are also like oh man you know you you know and they kind of a lot of guys are jealous of it or like they kind of envy that life but then they kind of act like oh man yeah like you know they kind of talk shit do you, you experience this yeah like you know sort of a way you know and deep down i always felt like dude you want the, you want to be like this like <laughs> fuck that <laughs> I, i haven't thought about that because all the old dudes remember all the old dudes we were talking about like old your guys, golf guys golf guys almost every single one of them is like dude you're off an awesome life like don't even think about settling down or doing anything different until you're like definitely past your 30s and stuff like that that's what <laughs> all the old guys say 34 <laughs> still good bro but yeah that's what all the old guys say they're all like yeah man like like enjoy your life enjoy your freedom like you work online like yeah. you know you you do whatever the fuck you want like you got to keep doing that you know whenever you see It's it's the classic like oh when old people are on their deathbed they're gonna die yeah. they're like fuck I just wish I focused more on you know doing what I really wanted to do and blah 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 that's always the message right yeah and every time I'm thinking like I don't think I could do what I want any more than I'm doing right now yeah but I think we're we're the exception there but we're yeah. we're definitely doing that and then the question is at what point do you stop doing that you know yeah and then all these other guys that have like a girlfriend and like they're nine to five and you know they're all and nothing wrong with that dude like if you like to do that and i know everyone values different things in life but then they're always like judging me and like i guess i'm judging you as well right now but i really don't give a fuck what you do um but they're like oh man isn't that like such an empty existence and this and that and i'm like you know even my mom she's like oh i don't want you to be like your dad because my dad is kind of like the same way but um what, what way like, like my dad's like in his 50s and i'm pretty sure he has like a 28 29 year old girlfriend right now yeah and what's yeah. wrong with that or you mean like a temporary girlfriend yeah like yeah, yeah. i don't know they just started dating i'm pretty sure yeah and like yeah he's always had like just shorter relationships kind of the same kind of um, like leonardo dicaprio yeah but, but the more poor version <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> but no he's my dad's really cool but then my mom's always like oh you don't want to be like your dad and stuff um And other guys are like, yeah, isn't that like a, an empty existence and this and that? And then I'm like, well, maybe, but you're like acting like your life is that awesome. But then I always hear you complain about, you know, your wife or your chick. Yeah. So, yeah. so interesting. I was talking recently to a relationship therapist. Mm -hmm. I was not in therapy there. I'm not in a relationship Um you know being a dating coach you know a lot of people with these type of jobs and we were talking about this stuff and he has a wife and a kid of a few years old and i asked him like hey if you could choose today would you still be like choose for the same thing like the wife and the kid and, and instantly was like fuck no he said fuck no i was like holy shit first of all that's brave to just admit it yeah And then we talked about it some more and we sort of agreed that maybe it's just very difficult the first years, especially if you were so free before. But in the long term, that's going to be the proper choice. You know, you, you get older because how long can you keep living 
let's call it the fuckboy life. Fuckboy is like a very negative connotation, right? That's not really how I mean it. Um, yeah. I, I want to make something clear. I think that our lifestyle gets, you know, very, it, it, it gets a lot of negative, like, negative reputation yeah. or Wait, something. Can I uh, interrupt you one second? Yeah. I want to make this clear because especially if this podcast is going to be called Fuckboys in Recovery. I think when, when people think of fuckboys are like, how I see it, it's a guy who says whatever he has to say to get a girl in bed type of thing, like a manipulative player type of dude. That's yeah. not how I see it. In in relation to this podcast, it's more like sort of a lot of uh, social freedom and a lot of, like, let's say a good market value in the, in the sexual marketplace. Um, but I don't mean the manipulative type of shit because... Yeah, a lot of times fuckboy fuck is shit. like, you know, the guy that will tell a girl like, oh, I love you, this and that, and then have exactly. sex and never like send a message. Yeah, and fuck that. I'd rather die than be that guy. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so, but I think you mean like just someone who has like a different type of lifestyle where you, you know, you have fun and, you know, you yeah, you do whatever you want sort of. But I do think, you know, there's a part of it that is kind of selfish. Yeah, for sure. Right? I think I'm pretty selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Selfish in like, yeah, making sure I enjoy my life and fun gets a really high position in the list of priorities. Yeah. But but also not selfish in the ways like when I spend my time with people, whether it's a date or friends, I'll try. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to do what I want. No, I want the other person to be comfortable, have a good time and be happy that they're there, right? Yeah, but I mean, I do that too much sometimes where yeah. I turn back into my old nice guy behavior. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's so interesting about you because, well, now you just got a haircut and your hair isn't so white anymore. But usually you have the full white hair, your outfit. Um, I mean, if people that know nothing about you and they see you, they're like, you're the definition of a fuckboy look, right? Yeah. I think so. And th- and that surprised me about you as well when I got to know you better. You're I feel like you prioritize other people's uh like happiness and comfort over your own many times. Oh yeah, all the time. I just I feel very uncomfortable when other people are uncomfortable or when something's like Yeah, I think I'm definitely just a good guy with a lot of empathy, but also I like to have a lot of fun. And I do think, you know, you have sort of an obligation to the people that went before you like your parents your grandparents all that shit they worked all super hard for you to have this good life and you know also to have like you know to continue their last name and stuff like that so i do want to have kids and stuff like that but i do know like my grandpa even said it to me he was like my obviously my big like inspiration yeah which is if he hears that he probably doesn't want me to be he doesn't want probably doesn't want to be my inspiration, but I just think he's a super cool guy, and he is even a super nice guy. Like he's such a good guy, but you know, very controversial guy as well. But he told me as well, like, hey man, like enjoy your life, and he loves all the traveling and crazy stuff that me and my brothers do. Um, and then the selfish part, I think, is also like, yeah, like if you're with a girl, you always like. I feel like the relationships where I'm in, I always have to like make sure she's doing right okay right and that's just like a lot of work a lot of mental work as well where you're always you know women are just a little more emotional so you always have to kind of even more emotional than me yeah (laughs) 
I mean, this uh, this is a generalization. A lot of people are getting yeah, mad, but the women that I date usually are a little bit more emotional as to that where they... Little, okay, it's just women are more emotional. Yeah, right? where they need um, a lot of confirmation a lot of times. And, you know, you're just giving up a lot. Like, oh, no, I won't go there, so you'll feel good and this and that. And, yeah, I'm just... I wanted that for the longest time just because I wanted a girlfriend and I just because I wanted, you know, I was just a hopeless romantic when I was young and couldn't get any. But now that I can, I'm like, now nah, I'm making a conscious choice to just not get into a relationship and just yeah. fuck around a bit and have fun. To make little young Svenny from back in the day proud. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. I'm going to write a marketing email for the company there. I haven't written it yet, but it's in my list of ideas. Like, what would your younger self think about you? And I, I got the idea because Dan has one of these videos in, in one of the courses where he's like, okay, well, how would your younger self think about you? Would he be proud, blah, blah, blah? Because it's kind of the goal, right, I guess, to make that young guy proud. Yeah. But I, I'm really curious about, like, how you were as a little kid and kind of, like, what are the things that happened that made you to where you are right now? Because I have a really good friend I talked to a couple of days ago and he's like very much like us, but he's even more like, so he told me like, yeah, I was super in love with this girl and it totally overtook all my emotions and I couldn't get her and I was totally devastated. And he was like, that point on, he said, fuck this. I'm not going to get in love. Like, you know, I'm just going to, make money and he has like a very successful business now and he's is like it the guy currently staying at your house um yeah okay so so yeah he uh he told me that and i was like okay so you are by nature because i you know he's like you and me like we could get along really well but it's kind of like the same thing where he used to be a little bit desperate for it back in the day but he was like okay fuck this is not helping me and women are like ruthless to me right now so i'm it's never and it's kind of sad you know because he's just such a nice guy and i think you know you are as well and i am as well you no know, i recently met him for the well i've met him at a house party of yours but recently uh, you know we hosted our event and i'm mm -hmm. done with my speech and he came up to me to say hi mm -hmm. um and i was surprised he was he just looked seemed so friendly and nice and i was like whoa I've heard stories about you from Sven. I know he's mega popular, has a super successful business. Ladies love him. And he was uh, such a down-to-earth, chill guy, right? That's yeah. the impression I had, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like, I guess like me and maybe like you as well, sort of a hopeless romantic growing up. And then you Man. get these bad experiences. Yeah. And then he's like, he decided like, yeah, I just want to, you know, he noticed like, oh, if I have a big yacht and I look fucking amazing and I have all these things then girls want me. So a lot of times girls are like, oh, you know, these dicks on a yacht and, you know, have all this money or whatever, even though a lot will definitely gravitate towards that. But those are, I think, a lot of the times really nice guys that... Interesting. Yeah, I never never thought about path. it that way. That the guy flexing all his money on the yacht is just a, the guy who was hurt back in the day and he's actually nice. I think so. Hmm. I've talked to, because I do your sales, right? I've talked to more guys like that. Like every now and then I talk to some super, you know, successful dudes. Yeah. Um, and and they often have that already, but then they also want to get good at like, okay, what if I take all of that stuff away and I just use my texting and my photos, you know, 
they want to have that skill and they want someone that likes them for who they are yeah. instead of everything around it. But yeah. the first step for most of these guys is, all right, let's build everything around me so that they'll like me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very interesting because one of my best friends, so a lot of my friends are really good with girls and how most of them got really good with girls is by first being really bad at girls and then deciding they need to change that and then they put in the work and they figure that shit out. Yeah. Right? But the interesting part is so for me and most of my really best friends, it's like, okay, we're not good with girls. Let's change that shit and you become really good with girls. And then we were really good with girls, but we're f- super poor. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we, we, we get it now. We know how flirting works. Great. And then you're poor. But one of my best friends did it the other way around. And I think that's probably the smarter way. Yeah. So that's like your friend that you just talked about as well. Mine as well. What he did is like, fuck, I don't know how girls work. Okay, fuck that shit and I'll do business instead. And then by the time he was 20, he had already made his first million. Now he's a multimillionaire. He's still in his 20s, quite young 20s or maybe mid-20s, yeah. And um, he's like, okay, now I have a shit ton of money and I don't know how girls work, but now I can pay the best mentor in the world, right? That's how I met him too. I met him at a party and a couple of years later, he's like, hey, Louis, do you still do all that stuff with the girls? I was like, yeah, I have my own business. It's going really well. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, how much do I need to pay you? Teach it to me. But now, if you do money first rather than girls first... Dude, girls are such a distraction. Yeah. But let it's me a finish good, this. It's a fun life, this. yeah. Because if, if you do girls first, like me and a bunch of my buddies did, mm-hmm. you figure out how flirting works, great. Mm-hmm. Now you, you have the love life at least partially handled and you're still broke, right? And yeah. You, but you have the girls. If you do money first, then almost anything else you'd want, you can buy the mentor right yeah if you now he wants to learn a sport best coach boom got it i want to learn dating louis farfield's best dating coach in the world boom he got it okay i want a house there i want to travel here i'll fucking fly everywhere yeah yeah it's literally one of my favorite like short clips on youtube is where there's these finance guys and um one says like yeah i was doing this seminar and this guy comes up and he's like yeah man like i've been working you know i'm in college and i've been working on my business from my dorm room but now my fiance or something uh wants to break up with me because i can't go to any parties or i can't go to any you know family things stuff like that and she's just done with it but i really just can't do it and he's like all right so how much money you're making he said like five million or something a year and he was like right and he's like yeah i don't know what to do man and he was like well what's easier to replace right your business where you make five million a year or a woman a girl that you really like and then it's like yeah obviously you know the business is way harder to replace uh than the money is that true though because once you've once you've built a business and you you know how to do that shit you have the skills I think any really good business owner could start from scratch and build another one. Yeah, maybe. that That is definitely true. You hear that a lot. But let's compare it to... Because a lot of times women will like have like, you know... Like let, let's take Tom Brady and Giselle, right? That's very... Like that's going on right now. They just divorced. You know oh. Tom Brady, right? Yeah, I didn't know the wife. Yeah, Giselle is like a supermodel. She yeah. probably makes... Oh, is it Bunch? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they got divorced like last week. Oh, oh. 
right? And then everyone's like, oh my God, Tom Brady, you know, he dumped or like he was dumped by, you know, his supermodel wife because he wanted to play more football. Well, he's the greatest of all time at football and he's putting records like every game. He's like breaking records. Like I think yesterday or like last week he broke like 100,000 yards or whatever. So be like, okay, well, if he would have quit football, he would have still maybe still been with his wife. But what's easier for him to replace? Some supermodel? He's Tom Brady, dude. Or like, Yeah, I get so, it. Yeah. He's a superstar, and now 20 other supermodels are going to want him. But at the same time, I don't really like this comparison either because the Giselle girl, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Let's call, let's call her Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> That's not yeah. really... Sarah Bunchen. <laughs> but so the, the Giselle girl or Sarah, whatever... Yeah, sure, he'll replace her by another stunning girl, but then you give up years and years of connection and history and, ex- and shared experiences, right? And now you have to true. start fresh. Yeah, but starting fresh can be fun. Yeah, I guess. Well, variation is the key to stimulation. You know that. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, stay close enough to the mic. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, both sides. You can make a good argument for both sides. So yeah, you could make an argument for both sides in that, I guess, you can replace the women or the business. But personally for me, I would say it's easier to replace the women if than a business. But yeah. I see both being very tough. Because then the business is also like years that you've... It's like with your girl, you have all your experiences, you built the whole thing together, the relationship. But also with the business, it's for a guy who's on his purpose and it's like, you know... Mm. Then you give that up as well. I think hey, how many how many really successful businesses are out there in the world and how many super like attractive, high value okay. women are there? Like about the same, maybe. So it's the same. Oh, good question. I thought you were gonna say how many really successful businesses are there and how many really successful relationships. And I was gonna be like, Okay, yeah, way more relationships. So I guess the business is more scarce, but that's not what you're coming with. No. Either way, I think this is a um I think we were aiming for about 20, 30 minute podcast. And I think oh, you didn't tell me that. Well, that's what I had in my mind. And I think that's going to be the thing in the future. But this was the first one. Mm-hmm. We're figuring out what we're talking about. If you're still listening at this point, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed it. What what's, what's up for the future? I'll just quickly let you guys know. It's just all my homies are going to come in the podcast. I think Sven, you'll return once every while. Let us know if you like what Sven had to say. Because I know you have a shit on more stories um but i'm gonna invite you and a bunch of my other friends uh because there's so many of these guys with crazy stories and let's just say whoever comes on the podcast is a very popular girl and at least is um wait you're gonna invite a very popular girl no no no. okay let's say who let's say that the the common denominator for guests on the podcast will be that they They've got game. That's going to be there. It's always going to be linked to girls and fun stories and dates. and uh, Yeah, and, and just kind of poke around in these guys' minds. How do you think and what the fuck they're up to? Actually, I think for the next podcast, I have one of the most popular guys I've ever met in real life. I am blessed to call him my friend. He's landing in Amsterdam tomorrow. He's flying in. And I'm going to put him in your seat and we're going to talk about him. That's going to be... F- Is he top 20 most fun? Um, in the fun ranking, I think you're above him. Mm-hmm. Like just See. slightly, he's a fun-loving guy, but 
at this point in his life, he has a little bit less freedom. But he's top three in the most popular. He's yeah. he's sorry, Sven. He's outranking you in popularity, yeah, and and me as well. Yeah, he's the guy for the guys. I told you already. I don't like him. I've never <laughs> met him. <laughs> yeah, I already don't like this guy. He's like extremely good looking, like super talented. Tall, yeah, yeah. yeah for so for the next podcast and and some the guys who were in my dating programs they've heard me yap about him before he's the the i've never felt as invisible in my life as when i flew out to his country and walked next to him in his city and people just recognize him and hit him in all the time and i'll never complain about my looks i'm happy with them when i walk on the street i'll get a few stares here and there but when i'm next to him i get jack shit nothing it's all him yeah 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 Top G. Top G. Let's, uh, <laughs> fuck, let's not, let's not put that shit. I don't want to be cancelled so fast, man. Bro, we haven't even talked about Andrew Tate. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. We uh, did a high five for those who don't have video. Uh,